so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami. Picture at Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched season six, episode 14, Sister of the Bride, which aired on January 12th, 1991, and is the one where Clayton wants to get married. Wants to get married. Put a ring on it because I want to have all the sex. It, then those are, I mean, you just quoted verbatim yeah. lines from the show. I want to get married so we can do anal. We can do anal before marriage, actually. We can't. No, we, I know. Don't yes. look at me when you say that. Weird. <laughs> oh, um, it's even more weird because there's a third person in the room with us and you know, not just Frazier. zero shame. I know. Aww. Zero shame. I know. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> we are <laughs> and a problem. joined today by a very funny comedian, uh, someone who's a huge Golden Girls fan, um, has come to our live shows, has shown up tonight wearing yeah. a May All Your Christmases Be White shirt. I love it. And with a Sophia pin on her lapel. You're doing it. Like I you can't decked. get any more you GG. Are, you are GG'd out. Vanessa. Vasquez, how Vasquez. are you? I'm Vasquez. good, thank you. And I just want to say, yeah. you can have anal with Carrie before you can. marriage. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we N- wouldn't because no. she has Stan, and I can't. I can't okay. get Stan. Our is, relationship it does not. No, it does. And also, not I love Stan those, so much yeah. that yeah. like I can't do that to Stan, even though I know. I could compete. I just, sure. I can't. Whoa! <laughs> I'm telling him you said that. Or am I saying that he's very handsome because I'm very, see, that could go two oh, ways. I, I thought you meant dick size. Well, I didn't even think about that at all. I've never seen really, Stan's dick. Really, didn't think about dicks when you're talking about <laughs> anal? That's No, I see, didn't think about like that what the in comparing love. myself to Stan. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I thought about how handsome he is. I've never seen Stan's dick. Stan, you can text me. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I love you guys. I love the podcast. Thanks so much this for doing great. it. This is great. I'm We're having so, a ball. Yeah, this episode is 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 a bit of an iconic episode for one particular scene. Yeah, at um, the very end. Yeah, but it is it is a it's an interesting episode. As a gay homosexual, I'm a little mm-hmm. like. We were talking a little bit. There are some cringeworthy moments in it, sure, but more so, I feel like there's a disconnect that I'm having with this episode. I just I'm not relating to it in the way I do other episodes. Interesting. Why is, do you think that is? I don't know. I mean, I think I think the direction of the story is maybe a little off in terms of how I know the character, and I feel like it's not how she would actually react. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of forced action happening until the very end when it like starts to make sense and comes together. Okay. But like her initial Blanche's initial reaction to Clayton and Doug coming back and them admitting that they want to have, they want to get married and stuff is a little like, you're just being dumb, Blanche. Like yeah. this is not, you're, this is, this isn't even about being selfish. You're just, you're just really just being, an airhead here. Well, what was like, I, I wonder too, if like, you know, we're back in 1991 yeah. when 
you know, I'm sure they didn't know any married gay couples. And I wonder if it was one of those things well, where Blanche it, didn't even, like, it was something that didn't even cross Blanche's mind had, when Clayton came out to her. There's a great new film um, coming out. I'm forgetting the name of it. I saw it in Israel, the Israel Film Festival, Tel Aviv Gay Film Festival, excuse okay. me. And it's about um, the freedom, I think it's called Freedom to Marry. And it's uh, it's about the marriage equality movement. And um, a great, great, you know, it's a great group of people who fought for years, but there's one lawyer in particular who really led the fight. He wrote his dissertation for, I think, his doctorate, maybe, um, or law school or whatever, on the legal stance for marriage equality, which is largely what the Supreme Court decided it on, was wow. what he wrote in, like, 1982. Wow. And in 1990, I believe it was 90, there was this Hawaii, a lesbian Hawaii couple who um, won the right to marry. And it, it's 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 sort of a forgotten case in the marriage rights movement mm-hmm. because so much is focused on sort of what happened after 2004 with Massachusetts mm-hmm. when they legalized marriage. Um, but my home state. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thanks for that. And we have uh, Elizabeth Warren. What do you have? <laughs> I have um, Claire McCaskill. Thank you. I have. Everyone in LA. <laughs> Sorry. Are you from LA? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. But there's. It's. It's a really fascinating. The timing of this episode with the marriage rights movement is really interesting in terms of that Hawaii case. I'll look it up. Oh, huh. well. We. While I mean, do you, you think start. that like played into it? Or? I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly on the date, so I'm going to look that up. Okay. But like, I. But it must. I mean, there yeah. was. There was a movement, and a lot of people forget this from gay rights history because they were also at the height of the AIDS epidemic. So, like, you know, AZT had just come out a couple of years prior to this episode coming out, and people were still dying, not in the numbers they were dying between 1982 and 1987, but they were still dying very dramatically. Fuck and, Reagan. Yeah, yes, fuck Reagan. Fuck <laughs> Reagan. You give me another reason to scream about Reagan. I don't know if you Reagan. guys have ever heard H. Allen Scott talk about Reagan That's on the why podcast. I said that. Okay. You know, it's a fun I game. Feel like, I feel like I can't... And yeah, be like you get it. the voice of the people <laughs> on this podcast. You're the voice and of I can the fans. be like, yes, we'll say it again, Fuck folks. Reagan. Fuck Reagan. I love going to the Reagan Library and trying to find AIDS somewhere in no. the library. It's very hard to find. Books um, on AIDS? No, just any the just the, the, word, oh, the AIDS word AIDS anywhere in that museum. It's very hard to find. Oh, interesting. It does exist. I found it. But, well, that's spooky. Yeah. So I I was at one point going to write down all the outfits that I loved in this episode, but it was just too many. So, guys, if you rewatch this, just every outfit, all of Blanche's yellow, Dorothy's cleavage in this first scene. Yeah. Dorothy has oh, yeah, cleavage. Dorothy it's, has cleavage. There's right. like a cleavage little, like, we've like, ever vaginal seen. opening. Like, did you see that? Where it was yes. like a little, like, the shirt was awesome and, and there was a little mm-hmm. bud on top. It was, yeah. She had some cleavage. Um, I also like that the last episode that we watched opened with uh, Sophia on the phone to a radio station complaining about Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And this one opened with Sophia on the phone, like, trying to sell Dorothy's body for oh. a discount on flowers. Wait, that was the last episode? I think it was, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. That's so I'm looking up this Hawaii case. So the, oh, okay. whole, so the Hawaii case did. It came in 1991. Three same sex couples sued Hawaii Director of Health John C. Lewin, uh, seeking to force the state to issue them marriage licenses when after they were denied. So yeah, it was okay. 1991. Wow. Yeah, I got a brain. Um, I, I I like it when when the episodes start with someone on the phone. It kind of like yeah. since it's not like a formulaic. Well, not necessarily a formulaic like comedy. It starts the story. It it just it gives me that same like good feeling I have when I watch like st- 
like Star Trek Next Generation when it's oh. like gonna be the same formula every time and that's what we like about it. Yeah. And like Golden Girls, I wouldn't say is necessarily like that, but when they start on the phone like that, especially yeah. now that you made that point, mm-hmm. it's just like I feel like really comforted. Yeah. Like I'm just like, this is gonna be <laughs> smooth sailing. Like You know, there really wasn't a it, like a, a, a sort of midsection cheesecake moment, kitchen moment in this episode. No, there wasn't. I mean, there was a little well, bit in the last Well, I think act, it was supposed to be, yeah, the Sophia Blanche talk. Yeah. Um, I also uh, rose, I think we were all sort of in agreement that, and maybe part, I, I thought that the B story, that the sort of the rose volunteer vanguard award, mm-hmm. that story got a, had a lot of weight to it. And yeah. I think because we saw this sort of like, devilish side of Rose, which, is which was really so fun, fun to watch, yeah. that it almost pulled wanna, a little bit of attention away from the it, A story. Well, it's because um, the A story was, I think, weak. I mean, I think I, there wasn't much direction for it made the character. Yeah, like, it just it just wasn't. I didn't love it. It didn't feel authentic to Blanche at all. Um, but what's so interesting about about Rose's sort of like competitiveness, they never really truly explain it. Like, where does it come from? Because it's yeah. so out of character for her. It's like, you know, this woman who loves animals so much, but she fucking hates cats. Or, like, it, it would mm-hmm. be like that. Like, yeah. it's so out of character for her. Because St. Olaf seems like such like a laid-back Nice kind place. Of, what, yeah. Who's she competitive yeah, with? There's I, four people there. I feel like it's the same thing where it's like, but she's a secret, like, sex fiend, too. Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it's like, she's like, oh, yeah, we only had sex, like, seven times. Yeah. Like, she's, she has this double life. That? I love it when she's talking about she's probably Gemini. Um, how yeah. Agnes... <laughs> died who won the award the year before and she yeah. was like yep dead 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 what like she's so like yeah, yeah. i don't know it was really it's really uh, well, let's yeah. get into it let's get it was into great. it so then uh clayton shows up yes um with doug at first i did not find doug attractive i'll admit that i found doug to be someone that i would see at the bar and be like you might be a last call guy, but probably not. I got a really good internet at home. I thought Doug was handsome. I liked that. He's handsome when he got close up. I like. I did see that. I like yes. that he looks good with gray hair, yeah. but because of his mustache, we know what color his hair used to be. Do you think he colored that? Is that normal? I don't no, know if that's I think normal. That's normal. I think that's normal. Because I have like chubby like gray in my beard. Yeah, you're right. Chubby Freddie yeah. Mercury. Yeah. I have he was a good <laughs> actor, too. He was like a sweet guy. Like you could just tell he was like a oh, sweet yeah. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You yeah. needed more lines. I know. He kind of stood he there He kind of seemed like a Ken doll. Yeah. Well, like a sweet Ken doll. he's a trophy wife. Okay. Doug was played by Michael Eyre, who, uh, according to a IMDb, hasn't worked since 1992. <gasps> what do you think he's been up to? Dude, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's an actual Dude. cop who had who acted on the side. Maybe he, like... He didn't want to be. Maybe he like was getting typecast, and he As hated gay. that. Maybe he was, everyone maybe thought he's really he was gay, and maybe he was like, "I shouldn't be an actor anymore." Wow! And then, oh, like seven years later, Will McCormick, Will Eric McCormick comes out, and he's he 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 defines Michael that Eyre. straight man with that, playing a gay man. With that Shayna Punham in that name. I oh. mean, it could have he could have been a star. Could have been big. They also Should've have lost like twenty pounds. Um, these <laughs> jokes <laughs> that <laughs> I feel like made. Blanche uncomfortable like they were like the, you know like the super winky jokes like when um, uh, also Rose is so dumb in this episode yeah. like well, almost Rose to the is point dumb. of I'm like oh this is crazy but um, Rose is dumb and Dorothy is like I'm watching Dorothy in this episode and we know having talked to writers and stuff that like in the last few seasons B. Arthur was not happy she did not she did like not at wanna, this point at this point yeah. she was not 
into this. And I think because the show was, and her character was taking a very slapstick vaudeville sort of direction. And you see that in this episode because she, there's no meat to her. Even when, even when it's that come to heart moment that she tries to have with Blanche about accepting Clayton, it still feels hokey and slapsticky. It just, I don't, I think, I think in some way they, they didn't really do Dorothy much service in this episode. Well, with Rose, um, so there's a moment where, uh, you know, he says he's a policeman. And I think at this point, Rose still doesn't understand that he's, uh, with Clayton, that he's Clayton's boyfriend. Yeah. And she's like, I bet you do, uh, like, I bet you do undercover work because she thinks he's there undercover because he's not in yeah. uniform. And Sophia's like, and I bet he does it damn well. <laughs> like those sort of, you know, uh, I'd bend over backwards well, for Doug I and will he'd say, do anything for me. If like you these go sort to of one like, gay bar, that is exactly how the conversations go. So like, but why? Why I'm, does it have to be because like that? gay men? No, I'm going to be very. Hey, Alan, explain it to me. <laughs> I'm going to be very controversial here because I know that many gay listeners will perhaps disagree with me. But there is this sort of reductive um, response, sex-oriented response that we are just we're inundated with in the community in a way that just makes us. I feel I personally feel makes us look dumb, out of touch. And 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 fickle in a way and just very sort of and that is that there there's a trope within gay life that, you know, you go to a bar, you say something and then it has to be turned into some sexual innuendo. And it's like not everything needs to be that. Right. And like so I think if Doug and Clayton were playing off that dynamic, then it would make sense what you're saying. But it actually it was from well, Sophia's, the girls. Sophia's so playing. If, the, I mean, but the girls really are gay men. So, that's like, true. you know, Sophia is <laughs> that ultimate catty gay guy I who guess. who is responding in the ridiculous mm-hmm. way, and you're just like, calm down, drink your Chardonnay, and shut the fuck okay. up. I also loved Dorothy's response. It's only because of I love the drop down of the voice when she's like. You'll have to excuse my mother. She survived a slight stroke, which left her, <laughs> if I can be frank, a complete burden. <laughs> it was great. That was a good one. Yes, that is um, great. Ugh. Blanche freaks out when she has to think about the sleeping arrangements. The sleeping, <laughs> the sleeping arrangements. And see, even that, like, and, and yeah, that and door closed like, thing was such a funny, funny moment. She, I don't I'm get telling it. you, like, she. She understands the because when she sees Clayton, he's like, "I'm gay." He yeah. just—it's a concept to her. He says it, but it's when it's like when she's actually face to face with him standing next to a man. I think it just makes it more real for her. Like, hmm. it, it, it's just a concept to her because yeah. it's just words coming out of his mouth. And I think okay. that, and you know, and maybe it's been a while since she's seen him. And she even jokes early on that, like, they oh, you know, I thought Miami. maybe it was a phase. I don't like. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with. I'm with yeah. Blanche in sort of. Trying to understand, it's different when it's your family as opposed to someone you don't know, sure. But that said, this feels so out of character for Blanche. Especially with just how sex oriented she is. I mean, I don't know. Like, I know she's like a little like Southern, a little homophobic. Yeah. Like, that's part of her. But like, doesn't it bug you guys that she's not just down for like cool gender I, fluid? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know anyone I know that's that sexual. Like, yeah. they're pretty down. I think I mean, it would have been a funnier episode if Blanche was overly accepting to the point where it was like, calm down, Blanche. We are just normal people existing in this world, tr- just wanting love like well, you that and your husband. I mean, that could have been an interesting. An interesting take on it to, yeah. to shade it differently than the last episode. To normalize Scared it Street, in a way. If if Blanche 
wanted to go out of her if Blanche like overcorrects, right? So yeah. If if she's like, let me help you plan the wedding, I, and she wants to show how accepting yeah. she is, and they're like, she's going overboard. She's going overboard. That actually would have been a really and interesting she, take. And she makes huh. it into this fucking pride parade rather than right. just sort of like a regular, normal, like casual wedding. With no no offense to if you want to have your wedding be a pride parade, don't invite me. But it's it's like <laughs> yeah. I think it it would have been a funnier episode. I've never been to pride. It it, yeah, it would have been a different shade of Blanche, and it would have brought out Clayton. a side of Blanche that that. That still could have shown her being uncomfortable because oftentimes when we are uncomfortable, we compensate by like trying to oversell it or overdo it. You really? know, is yeah, that a thing? it is a thing. I do think it's a thing. I Wait, mean, I, okay. I, I think, I think I do it in like in like online dating. Like I try to oversell like how cool I am or oh, something. Oh, okay, okay. Like I get we, what you're saying. We now. try to overcompensate on things that we feel sort yeah, of. Yeah, I guess lack. she does like embellish and overcompensate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So wait, what happens next? After um, so <laughs> I have a I have a logistical question. Yes. So Dorothy says she comes into the living room and she says that she just got a crank call. Um, Amanda called and asked if she owned uh, leather and a riding crop. If she could lick her own eyebrows, and she like <laughs> hangs up on them, whatever. And Sophia's like, "Guess we're not getting a discount on cocktail franks." How much do cocktail franks cost that you need to sell your daughter well, for a discount? Like well, they're cocktail It's a protein. Franks. It is a protein. But it's probably in bulk. Right. So, I mean, there weren't that many people at that. I'm just thinking like, I mean, come on, Sophia. If we're going to be frugal and stuff, let's be wise about it. Cocktail franks? Yeah. There was a, there was a whole. Cocktail franks are like the little wiener sausages. They're, little, right? they're mini wieners. They're on little, little wieners. They're little wieners. <laughs> they're I'm little the wieners. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. They didn't even make a joke with cocktail wieners. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm, I'm not There's even laughing. There's a lot of wieners I'm not even laughing around. about that. I just think it's funny that, like, <laughs> no, never mind. Go yeah. on. Go on. So, um, when, uh, so when Doug tells Blanche, because she, she's worried about the two of, she's worried about Doug and Clayton them. being together in public at the yeah. banquet. And he's like, guess what, Buttercup? We're getting married. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche, like, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't going to say the name of Blanche. I'm looking at my notes. Um, this is an example of when I said Rose was crazy dumb in this episode, uh, when she's like, that's insane. Oh, cause Clayton says, I'm so sorry. You guys want to kill me right now. Listening. <laughs> Clay, it's late. I've been at work all day. Clayton goes, uh, Blanche, we're getting Blanche. We're getting married. And Rose goes, that's insane. Brothers can't marry sisters. Oh. Laugh break. And then she's yeah. like, oh, that's right. You're from the South. Like, and then la- it's just, I don't know. Every I'm going to give her a pass. You guys ev- are going to get mad yeah, at me. Every single, I give her a pass on this. every single moment in this episode is blah, until we see Rose giving that fake speech at the actual banquet. Like the every everything in this episode up until then, I could do it. No, 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 no. What about those the epic Sophia and Blanche yeah. in the kitchen? That's before. No, that's after. That's, that's, that's after. Yeah, that's after oh. they got back from the, the what banquet about, and stuff. What about when oh, Clayton yeah. says, "I'd do anything for Doug," and he'd bend over backwards for me, and Dorothy immediately <laughs> covers Sophia's mouth. That's a good that moment. was good. That's a good Sometimes moment. You're I right. just love to hug my mommy. But even yeah. that, even she did even, a lot of big teeth smiling, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Which I appreciate yeah. that. But do you think? Think B. Arthur really wanted to do that? Like, oh, or do my you teeth. think, yeah. or do you think B. Arthur wanted to be like, "Yo, Blanche, step out of it. They're just gay. It's 1991. Wake the fuck up." Wait, do you mean B. Arthur or Dorothy? 
I mean Dorothy. Okay. I because think, I feel like oh. that's if this was season one and this episode was airing, which would have been incredibly bold. But if it was <laughs> season one and it was airing, that's the direction the writers would have taken B. Arthur. But because of the shift in writers after season five, I think they changed Dorothy's direction and her response to things like this. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, maybe they wanted the voice of reason to be Sophia to to, to move from woman to woman. So, hmm. you know. Who's the voice of reason when Sophia's worried that she might get AIDS from drinking from Rose's cup? Mm. You know, so they're, I think, like, they've all been the voice of reason. And maybe yeah. they just want to give all those girls the opportunity to be the voice women. of reason. Thank you. I'm oh, sorry. Is it called the Golden Women? No, it's not. It was Designing Women. This is the I know. I was girls. recently telling my friend that I'm so done with the, like, other girls calling other girls, like, at the office or whatever, just being like, hey, girl, do you think you could X, Y, Z? Or just, yeah. like, like, knock, knock, knock. Hey girl, like yeah. what's it happening in there? <laughs> hey girl, you're gonna be co- and I'm just like stop, like stop, like yeah. these are like all seemingly like woke women or whatever <laughs> that are like. Uh. Hey but girl. I'm done. Like the hey girl should have like stopped at Ryan Gosling yeah. and moved on. <laughs> like yes. I'm just like the hey girl thing. I'm like, aren't we like a little too grown for this? Or maybe I maybe think, I am. I think it's time. I agree. Right? I, I, Let's I think, end it. Yeah. Let's end it now. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I vote for that. I'm down for that. Okay. What do you guys think? Let us know on Facebook. Yeah, I'll, uh, I say like now I'll be like, "Hey, grown ass woman!" Like I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I would like to talk about um, the production design of the banquet, yes. specifically the table that Rose is standing by at the beginning of the scene. The dolphin table is ice sculpture. Dol- there's a dolphin Amazing. ice sculpture. Where did those go? There are flowers everywhere <laughs> and then just giant bowls of shrimp cocktail on ice. They didn't see a single cocktail wiener. Not one. Not oh. one. No, Wasted but there were money. butlers holding trays. You never know. <laughs> but where did the ice sculptures were go? Were those the same um, butlers or waiters who like Tex Avery wolf whistled at Dorothy when she stood up. They were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah, like their jaws dropped and their eyes like bulged out of their heads and Aruga, like that. I will do research on knowing if this set was the chronic fatigue syndrome. I think it was. Backdrop. It probably was. If I will not, not let that go. There's a lot of pink. If not, it was the banquet. It was the banquet they used in the one with the family curse that Sophia has to, you know, she puts on this rich family. Remember that episode? Yeah. Where the, 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 someone's getting married. Yes. I forget yeah. what happens oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it's like that. It's like this recycled set. Another one where um, Blanche's boyfriend, what's his name? Ja- Jack? Jake? Mm-hmm. Jake. Jake. Mm-hmm. Jake. Yes. J- Jake the caterer. Yeah. Uh, that, that I think is probably the same banquet hall. Ooh, Jake. Ooh. Oof. He's right below Michael. Whoa. In what way? Oh. Oh, Don't act like you don't know. Someone's at the gay bar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She does live in West Hollywood. I do say the the moment where... When Rose is giving this speech at, at by the frozen dolphin. When she's dolphin, practicing it. When she's practicing this speech. So good. So funny. Oh, yeah. And that was by Ro- far when Dorothy, we just all woke up. Dorothy, yeah, we, it told, yeah. we became alive during that episode. We so did. To see Dorothy and it Sophia creeping behind, creeping behind her while she's giving this speech to nobody is so funny. So funny. Yeah, Such a good yeah. Moment. Their faces really were yeah. like so yes. in it. Pause for laughter. Wave to do the we, fans. I'm going to do that one day. Yeah. Whenever I win an award. Know like, Soon. 
Hopefully. So it's the <laughs> Vanguard Volunteer Award yeah. Banquet. Mm-hmm. Do we have any other association? Do we know what it's just for like charitable work they do in the community? Yeah, like, that happens all the time. All right. I got one of those awards. Thank you. At a banquet? It, there was. There was a dinner. It, well, mm. yeah, it was basically a banquet. But how do they, like, do you submit yourself? Like, how no, do people no. become aware of you? Uh, well, it, well, the award that I received was they, someone nominated me, I guess. And, oh, so someone nominated And then they told me that I had, I, I mean, I knew I had won. And, and Like Rose did. Yeah, sort of. Differently, though, because I was, there wasn't, there was no nominees. It was like, literally like, you're being honored here tonight. Show mm. up. And so I showed up and I was like, thank you for honoring me. Did you have the same response that Rose did? Like, ooh, they're making sure I'm here, which <laughs> means. No, I felt because I actually shun attention and have crazy anxiety over social activities. So, okay. So I was, this was a while ago, but it was uh, in high school. I was like the only gay person who was talking about like HIV and AIDS. And I had this group called AIDS project. And in a couple of years after that, I got this award from a local AIDS sort of organization that sort of like honored me for like the work that I had done in high school with for HIV AIDS. And, uh, and I hated it because they're just, I was the youngest person in the room. Everyone else was this rich old gay people basically. And I was just like, why am I here? I felt like, I felt a bit like a trophy. Um, oh, but, but now looking back, are you like, wow, they like gave fe- the kid a chance. No, I felt I was too young. I, oh, I didn't okay. know what to do with any of that, but, uh, but <laughs> I, I got appreciated nominated for an award too. Oh yeah. And also shunned it in a hardcore way. Can I share it? Please, okay. Please. So I got nominated for best actress at my university. Wow. Right. Ooh. So it was wow. a big deal. Big. Huge. And and um, first off, I was like, okay, this play that I was in, Doxy's God, very like gay themes and like yeah. awesome play, uh, written by Bert V. Royal, who wrote Easy A and like yeah. tons of cool shit. He, so like he was there. He saw my performance. It was like, it was cool, right? I got nominated. But in my head, I was like, you know what? What made this play good was that it was an ensemble. Mm. Like we were all good. Like we just all put our hearts into it. It wasn't just me. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I don't care about this because I'm mm. just here to be my role in this play that I got cast in. And like, I don't want, so, okay. So, so that was my first thought. And I, I was like, yeah. okay. The second thing was that it cost $20 to go. Wow. And I was like, eh, again, you had like, to pay as a nominee. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know, it was a school thing. So it was like outside of, it wasn't school sanctioned. Interesting. But it, it was like organized by the students, not yeah. the, yeah. So that anyway. alone and they wanted to make go. it nice, you know, with cocktail wieners yeah. wow. and ice sculptures. So anyway, so, um, but I, but the faculty went. So like the faculty, they were like, Vanessa, you know, you really should go. Like, they da, should da, pay da. for you. Okay, so so what happened? I was like, no, you know what? I I, I don't. So I, I wanted to be nice, and I was like, yeah, you know, I just I can't. You know, I'm working. You know, yeah. I just gave like kind of like shitty excuses, and then they were like, we'll pay for you. Oh great! But then I was like, that's so sweet of you, but like, no, I'm sorry. Oh, like, now you gotta I, go. Well, no, because I didn't want to say like I'm kind of against the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be better than my friends. You pulled the Dustin Hoffman card. Pretty much. Dustin Hoffman, when he won for Kramer so, versus Kramer, he did the exact same thing. He got up on stage, he accepted the I award, mean, but he was I like, feel very there is no best Dustin actor. Hoffman. I am no better than this person I mean, or this person he, or this kind person. Of. Yeah. So anyway, so long story short, 
I didn't go, and yeah. I did win. Oh, congrats. Thank and you. And did somebody come up and accept the award for you and then yep. steal it like Rose did? Kind of. I didn't get I didn't get my actual award till many months later. Yeah. It was like in some teacher's like over the desk cupboard. Did you notice your name away. had been rubbed off and the teacher's it name? It didn't had seem been... well taken care wow. of. For. Wow. Anyway, so I got it many months later, and she literally was like, "Here, oh, like goodness. she, the teacher was like, she sucked. Well, she like, I hope kind she of threw it in my face. I hope wow. she didn't get tenure, and she wasn't the one that offered to pay. There was like some other person. Speaking of being a dick, yeah, <laughs> yes. Sophia was such a dick to Rose. What do you mean at the podium when she was like, oh. "And the winner oh, yeah, is yeah, 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 that was Rose, horrible. Hand me that water." That just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I respect the writers of the Golden Girls so much, but that moment, you could have done better. You could have done better. That was a it bad, was cheesy moment. I like to think so. Agnes Bradshaw wins um, yes. posthumously. Um, I also like to imagine uh, this is. This is for jo- for our, our former guest Joe DeRosa. I like mm-hmm. to imagine that Agnes Bradshaw is Carrie Bradshaw's <laughs> grandmother. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, nice. That's all. <laughs> he was a big Sex in the City fan. We that goes both to are. you, Joe, yeah. and you, I and you. Joe. So I guess it's for you too. I'll text Joe um, that you mentioned that. And also, Sex in the City is you know kind of the ripoff of the Golden Girls, <laughs> a little bit, and then yeah. comes Girls after that. Fuck Girls, yeah. by the way. I'll say it loud and proud. I love when Rose stands up and yells, um, "She doesn't need that on her." mantle she's on her mantle yeah <laughs> yeah rose when, brought life when rose oh. when rose gets angry and sophia does like redeem herself from that cheesy joke when she like hits rose and like which i thought was interesting because obviously rose gets like hit like battered on like yeah. by the women all the time but it was like i can't remember the last time because it's always dorothy yeah dorothy hitting people i know yeah, dorothy hits like, rose a lot wow like i liked that moment but i was yeah. like oh wow like sophia has to literally wrestle the award away from rose <laughs> but i like when she's like get me the award you loser yeah oh so good so good and then it gets really fiery at the at the table with well, clayton fiery. and doug yes literally. it does get very fiery. literally i know that's um, why i use that terminology um literally in a in a, in a non-literal in a non-literal way, way. <laughs> literally in a, so much in, right in a metaphoric way oh god um, <laughs> i love that we learn that um this woman who walks over to say hi to blanche i love that we learn her first and last name she's there for eight seconds yeah she's so important her name is susan dodd I know. And she walks over and um, she's like, oh, introduce me, whatever. And she's like, uh, this is my brother Clayton. Or he's like, I'm Clayton and this is. And Blanche stands up and screams. She's like, fire, fire, everybody out. Oh, cringeworthy. So like, cringeworthy. Yeah. To the point where like. That. Like, but the woman just like kind of walks away. It's like there's clearly no fire. Yeah. Isn't Blanche worried about embarrassing herself? She does not. She never wants to embarrass herself in front of people. She doesn't care now. Also, yeah, never yell she fire is. in a crowd. There was a moment. Home. You guys have to watch this. It only happens for literally a second, and literally mm-hmm. is meant there. Yeah, yeah. I, Dorothy does this like when she does that fire fire thing. They, they cut to Dorothy, and Dorothy puts her puts her hand on her hip in a way that just like <gasps> screams like. Bitch, you did not. Yeah. Like, it like, it screams <laughs> yes. like, but the thing is, and this is why th- this part of this episode disappoints me, and this Dorothy's character in this episode really disappoints me, is that she's not given the, 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 the spotlight. The spotlight. For her physicality. Well, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 not that at all. She's not, she's not given the words to, 
challenge Blanche in this scene, you know, to really call her out. And someone needed to make a fool of Blanche and say, you're being ridiculous. And that Mm. should have been Dorothy. And it's not happening. Well, good point. I mean, Clay does. I mean, yeah, nobody called her out for standing up and screaming fire at a banquet where there are old people who could drop dead from (laughs) shock. Um, which Sophia makes reference to, but Clayton immediately responds to it and says like, he's basically like, Oh, okay. I get it. So it's okay that I'm gay, but as long as I'm celibate and don't want to get married and don't show it off in public, which, you know, I think is a more important, like, yeah, you know, cause it's, cause this is between Clayton and Blanche. Uh, and then back at home is, is when Sophia is the sort of, you know, but that's something that gay people I think have to, and I think women too, I think any minority have to put up with all the fucking time. Like, like you have these, you have people who sort of speak in these sort of liberal, progressive, sort of accepting ways. But then when it's really put to test and you live your life openly, all of a sudden things get uncomfortable and things start to become, well, I don't know if I want to see that or I don't know if I mm-hmm. want to watch that movie or have that on a TV show or, or mm-hmm. have that character do that. Like it's, it's like I don't mind gay people. I just don't want them on television or whatever. Like there are so many examples of that. Mm -hmm. And it's this double standard that I think minorities in particular have to deal with all the fucking time. And it's like, no, just accept it. Human beings existing Mm -hmm. stories come from lots of different places, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's around still. I feel like I still like, I feel like there's even people in my life that are very like with exceptions of course. And I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Like you have people who, who fight over why like a certain role has to be white. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, it doesn't. No role has to be white even. Like no role has to be, there's no, there are roles. Oh, like that, Disney princesses or Hermione yeah, or something? Exactly. Oh, okay, like okay. They, they talk about these, I mean, but in lots of different ways too. There, there are colorblind casting agencies out there that actually do that. And it's, and I think that's a good thing. We need more of that mm-hmm. because, you know, like, you you watch NBC's lineup of television shows right now, just speaking of Golden Girls being on NBC, like you watch NBC's lineup and it's a lot of fucking white people. Yeah, and still. Uh, yes, and like and a lot of those characters could not be white. Like <laughs> they could not be straight. They could not be whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just it's yeah. very it's very frustrating. Yeah. Sorry guys, soapbox. <laughs> All good. This is the episode for it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like kind of serious and it is it gets serious but then there's this moment that comes up in the kitchen that we were trying to figure out what episode it came from um but uh, like a couple episodes ago the podcast uh where and this is a moment especially it came a lot it came out a lot during the video was being shared a lot during um the marriage equality sort of Mm -hmm. fight uh, uh the past couple of years where Blanche and this sort of replaces the cheesecake moment where Blanche comes into the kitchen and she's just she basically says the thing that like frustrates every minority ever is like, why do they I don't care that they're this way. Why do they have to tell it to the world? Why do they have to talk about being gay all the time or like whatever? And and, you know, Sophia really brings it home, like really sort of says like, well, why did you and 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 Carl get married? George or George. Excuse me. Who's Who's Carl? Carl? That's my mom's. That's my dad. <gasps> yeah. Freudian slip. Yeah. Wait, but who's Maybe you should be Freudian slip for the Halloween. Show? There is a Carl on the show, no. isn't there? There's no. a Carl Winslow on Family Matters. <laughs> That's true. Wow. Yeah, Carl's my dad. Hey, just have like a mustache for Halloween and put on a slip. <laughs> and glasses, round glasses, Freudian slip. I could do it. I could talk do about it. this Carl moment. Yeah. Um, 
No, but she asked, like, why did you and George get married? And and because we loved each other, we loved each other. We wanted to show have a commitment to each other. We wanted to tell the world that we were committed to each other. And then Sophia says that's exactly what 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 they want. Mm -hmm. You know, is that they just want to they should have the right to be able to grow old together. Everybody should have that right too. And and then Sophia turns it into a really funny bit when she's like, because they're holding hands, Blanche. Will you marry me? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Blanche is like. Sophia, I see what you're finally getting at, and then she, and then and then Sophia was like, I don't think you do. Blanche, will you marry me? And <laughs> then so and then I uh, won't wait around for you forever. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, I liked that. That's a actually. good moment. Yeah, this episode really sort of redeems itself in the end completely. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, because she does say when you know Clayton and Doug are packing up to leave, she you know that she doesn't understand what he's doing, but she yeah. respects it. Yeah. I mean, are you in agreement on this, Carrie? That like the episode was kind of just like cringy and. And then there was like two or three. I wouldn't say it was cringy, but I wasn't like blown away by the um, by the Clayton Blanche story. I mean, I guess I was. It, it is. I think there is something interesting to like Blanche having, you know, having accepted it in concept. But then when it actually cut, like when she actually sees, you know, Clayton with a boyfriend, that, that it's somehow different for her. But because you know, the last time we saw Clayton in Scared Straight, it was her being uncomfortable and then needing to get over it. It would have been nice to see, like, you know, what we were talking about earlier, it would have been mm-hmm. nice to see a different shade where, like, she now tries to go overboard to show how accepting she is and kind of, you know, puts her foot in her mouth that way. I just think it would have been interesting to see a different yeah. shade of Blanche uh, reacting to mm-hmm. Clayton. I think it would have been... I, I think that would have been a really interesting way to do it. But... yeah. But I still liked the episode. Um, I didn't mind it. It's just, I mean, I never mind any episode except for the Empty Nest episode. <laughs> but, like, it still is just sort of, well, I don't know. What do you guys think happened to Clay, Clayton and Doug? What do you mean? Like, I mean, I think they, they obviously, they don't get married during the course of the show. No, but I think they did get married. I think they opened a bed and breakfast in, in Georgia. What would they have called it? And, um... Uh, I don't know. I ooh, ooh. that's a hard one. Um, the hard one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See what I did. The there? hard one. Wait, uh, so do, does Clayton ever? They make reference of Clayton ever again? That I don't know. I don't, I don't think, so. think so. So that's so we're just assuming that they get married and all. Yeah, goes fine. Which yeah. I think is you know and great. Big Daddy has already died. died. They're yeah. both dead. Yeah. So we never know the take there. But I'd be curious to know if Clayton told Virginia and Charmaine. Oh, interesting. Well, she's walking around with that Mormon kidney, so she must (laughs) she must obviously not approve. Um Yeah. It was a you know That was a great callback to a season one episode, guys. I deserve props for that. (laughs) (laughs) Done, Blanche. Yeah, so then she goes, well, she goes into the kitchen or the living room and there we see Rose on the couch, sort of, I mean, Rose, you think. The crazed. Crazy Rose. In her eyes. Crazy Rose. I love it. I love it. pulls it out again. Think about if we did, if they had an episode where it was like Rose was like a serial killer. Because I think she would have pulled off crazy real well. I mean, Mm. she stole a trophy from a dead woman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just before it, like a sociopath says to Sophia, she's like, or 
I forget who she says to, but she's like, I'm going to be more charitable. I'm not yeah. going to care about yeah. awards and stuff. And then she like pulls it out. And she's like, nah. She has a rub the name yeah, off of it. Is, I love it. And then Blanche goes into the room with yeah. Doug and And Clayton. they hug. And, well, they, yeah. like, and there's they have, this sad, sad lighting. It's yeah, kind of like melodrama soap opera lighting. It's kind of dark. Yeah. And they do like really weird close-ups on the people. Yeah. They did that a lot this episode, actually. A lot of strange close-ups, if you notice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also forgot to mention that right when I think it was Clayton's entrance he was talking like, like I'm a trained actor I'm really going really fast yeah. and like they the director told me to go fast because like they just want to get back to the girls like it seemed very <laughs> yeah. like interesting oh uh, it just the episode just seemed kind of like heavily like rehearsed and directed and Forced, it didn't feel yeah. Or, organic yeah. really. but there was this cute moment after they talk and sort of Blanche goes in and she's like I don't want to talk to you Clayton I'm talking to Doug and she goes yeah, over to I Doug like and too. has this sweet little moment where she asks if he loves like, him and he says he does and then they they hug and you notice that they created this sort of heart around Blanche yeah I was like Blanche which is really, and it was like which is really cute and that's the end of the episode it was yeah it was yeah it was like a B it was a beat. Yeah, if we if we were rating this on a scale of one to ten, I think this episode would be like a six. Five. Oh, five, five really. For me, I don't yeah. think I could ever go like Empty Nest is clearly a one, but like and I'm giving it a one only because the girls appear, but every other episode <laughs> after that always has to be in the higher up end okay. of things. Always for me. Always above five. It's like six and up. Okay. So six is the worst. That I can give it oh, outside okay. of the well, empty episode. Six. Yeah. yeah. Shall we shall we do our golden takeaways for this episode? Yes, of course we should. And you know what they are. Do, yeah. do you want me but to But I want to say your spiel though. Do you want to say the spiel? Please. Yeah. Please. Go ahead. Wait, first I want to do the other H Allen thing. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the part of the podcast where uh, each of us it? take a little truth or nugget of inspiration <laughs> that uh, you get from listening to the episode. So, so like, so like, all starts so like you have like a sort of Please like an do. example. Please do. Okay, <laughs> ma. Golden takeaway. <laughs> does it so Does well. it well? Yeah, very well. Um, yeah. Okay. My golden takeaway is we're much faster at this. I <laughs> not true. I know. <laughs> God. Um. Like Rose. Okay. So she don't. <laughs> don't be openly crazy. Like, like I, I think she was a little bit too, like how we were just talking about, like a little too psychotic. And like, I understand yeah. like I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs as well, yeah. but like, I feel like I do it like in certain arenas and stuff. She was straight up like crazy. talking to herself behind an ice sculpture. So like I totally it, support it. it. I mean, it was hilarious, but like for me personally, it was a little like, okay, I know I can be like a little too nutty or whatever. Yeah. And just to know to like, people are watching. We live in a world. And yeah, um, yeah just to sort of be a little bit self-aware. See, I can relate with Rose to that because so often I just a couple weeks ago, I was leaving the gym and someone said they recognized me and he messaged me on Facebook afterwards. And like, I, 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 I don't notice anybody. I'm so in my own world when I'm out in the world. I literally, if, and, and so if I do, oh, so you're like Rose then I am. So if okay. I like run into someone I know at target or whatever, I start to, I get very distracted. I start to sweat. I get anxiety. Cause mm-hmm. like 
I'm all of a sudden taken out of this little headspace that I'm mm-hmm. in and like, I can't handle it. So I'm, I relate okay. to Rose in that way. And like you and Rose are beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And Rose is the one I identify with most. So um, yeah, but for me, I'm more of a, you're self aware. You're self aware. Yeah. So yes. That's my golden takeaway. My golden takeaway from this episode is that if, you know, if you're like gay or like black or like any race that isn't the majority or woman or like you have a different point of view or you're weird as fuck, like talk about it all the fucking goddamn time, like all the time, like never. If someone's like, okay, we hear you gay guy. And it's like, no, you talk, you start talking louder. Mm. Like you be gayer, be out there more, like get people talking because the more you talk about the thing that people don't want you to talk about, the more we normalize it. And the more a kid who's listening to a podcast in Nebraska or like who is watching a television show in Illinois, I reference Midwest because that's where I'm from. But uh, the more we do that, the more access they have to that and the more awesomely they grow up realizing that there is nothing that about them that's going to stop them from being a normal human being and existing fully one day. What about vegans? <laughs> I'm does basically it, vegan right now. Does it apply? Yes, yes it, does. it does. It does apply. Vegans talk about it a lot. Do it. Keep talking. Um, I think my golden takeaway, I mean, you guys, those were very good. I'm going to keep mine <laughs> short and say, um, don't steal things from the dead. <laughs> That's good. it. Good. That's wise. That's Just because wise. they're gone doesn't mean you are entitled. That's very wise of you. And that's it. I agree. Well, this but is fun. Do, really fun, guys. But do go to the Hollywood Cemetery and kiss Estelle Getty's grave like yes. I did. Yes. That's yes. not stealing. Yeah. That's no. giving. No, that's giving. Yeah, that's giving. But yeah, giving this was great. This was, I yeah, had so much so fun. Yeah, thanks so much for doing it. Yeah, we really appreciate course. it. I feel like... The fan episode yeah. of our dreams. Yeah, I love it. I love uh, has it. Has come true. It's so great. And I love it. If you guys are following along with the podcast, next week we will be watching Miles to Go. <gasps> I love that one. It's going to be a good. good. One. Where can people follow you on the interwebs, Vanessa? Uh, my name is Vanessa Vazquez, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram at literal hell. Okay. <laughs> because I was in literal hell when I made it. Oh, wow. Uh, and then uh, Vanessa, back. thank you, uh, Vanessa-Vazquez.com is my acting website where I'm developing my one-woman show called Vanessa Goes by Ashley. It may or may not be on the gong show season two. Oh, what? congrats. We're going to wait. That's great. And That's see, cool. I got a call back and they were like, yeah, well, not season one, but like season two. And I was like, okay. So yeah, I'm putting that out to the universe. Good. Cool. Please. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Power the secret. And then also you can just come follow me literally at Trader Joe's where I work. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Toluca Lake. Come say hi. Oh, fun. Yeah. I'll give you a little food tour. I dated a guy at Toluca Lake. We didn't go to the Trader Joe's though, but I will next time if I ever get coffee with him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> uh, and I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. In fact, I will say, what what day is this? It's beginning October 2nd or 3rd. I will be in New York City um, October 12th. I'm doing some shows. And then I will be in Baltimore for <gasps> Miami is Nice, yes. um, which is going to be really amazing on October 18th you can go to I don't I'm such a bad person I haven't followed up but so I love you guys I'm sorry but uh you can go to you know their the Miami is nice.com or 
com, I think, um, and check it out. And, and I'll post more information about it, too. I promise I will. Yes. Cool. Um, and oh, I, and then I'll be in San Francisco. I'm sorry. And then I'm in San Francisco <laughs> after that, and I'm doing one show, and you can see me there. Just follow me on Instagram. You'll find it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. Do you have any more any nope. more cities that you're jet-setting off to? Well, we need to record episodes while I'm gone. Guys, I will be in Los Angeles. <laughs> I will also be in Los Angeles. For the next few weeks and forever. And I'm Squid Eat Squid on Twitter, Squidzy on Instagram. And you guys can learn more about the podcast at outonthelenai.com. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash goldengirlspodcast. And on uh, Twitter, we are at goldengirlspod. <laughs> and if you guys want to make a donation to the podcast, you can go to outonthelenai.com slash donate, where you can make a one-time donation, or you can set up a monthly donation through Patreon. If you you guys want to support the podcast, but you can't give a donation. You go to iTunes. It's a nice. You're kind of like Clayton right now. <laughs> you, are. you can tell your friends and family about the podcast. Yes, and Spiel you guys done. remember, as <laughs> always, <clears throat> together. <clears throat> Stay golden. Get the last word. Say something. No, that's what you do. Oh no, you do it. Okay. okay. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I'm jealous. <laughs> thank you. Sorry.